Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma. Proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or visit their website at greyhoundpp.com.au. We hope that you enjoy this episode and thanks to everyone for your support in promoting our wonderful industry. You've been listening to the Greyhound Girl podcasts with Dimity Ma. Proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or their website, greyhoundpp.com.au. Like we were just discussing before, um, the Top Gun stayers um, and the sprint uh, fields have just been announced for the Meadows. And, yeah, like, you know, it. sometimes I think people forget you guys over there in WA, but, you know, you've certainly got a couple of um, really good chances in um, Saar, Bell and Vice Group that both come from, from Adam Smithson's kennel. Um, yeah, you guys must be stoked that they got in. Yeah, absolutely, Dimity. Yeah, nice to be catching up with you. And uh, it is, it's a huge thrill for everybody in WA to have any association with this great race. Um, obviously, it's a race reserved for the absolute champions within our sport. And uh, look, Vice Group's proven himself to be a really special dog here in WA. He took out his second uh, Groups 2 All-Stars last weekend. He won the Group yep. 3 Mandra Cup only a few weeks ago. He's our Group 1 Perth Cup winner. So when the big races have been on over here in WA, he has just absolutely stepped up to the mark and being an absolute star so um to see him recognized nationally and get an opportunity in the top gun sprint's a, a great result and obviously zarbell from the same kennel for adam smithson and um last time we saw zarbell across there on the east coast was runner up behind super australia in that national distance final yeah. uh, has really dominated our staying ranks over here in wa for a, a pretty significant period of time so um excellent to see both dogs through with an opportunity to get across to the meadows and hopefully show their best yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, obviously with the, the retirement of Tommy, who just, you know, not only for you guys over there, but he just captivated the whole of Australia. I, I guess it's nice to have sort of dogs like Vice Group um, sort of, you know, step in to help keep you guys on the map. Because like I said, you know, it, it is hard. Like myself personally, you know, I try and give WA a lot of attention because I know, you know, it, it's easy to sort of forget, you know, especially with the time difference and you guys are racing so much later and that sort of thing. But yeah, it must be nice when you get those sorts of dogs that can sort of you know carry on Tommy's legacy in a way oh definitely and, and you're right he, he was such a special dog he really did uh uh, represent WA with distinction and uh, from the moment that he sort of arrived on the racetrack he really showed himself to be something different really really special and uh, he took his show on the road and performed right around Australia and I think that's why his popularity was so high because everywhere he went um, he performed in the big races at a, at a top level and even when he didn't win them often he was off the arm getting smashed around and still really hitting the line hard so yeah. um, he was it was great for the to put WA back on the map to a I guess um, when we had Miata going around yep. many, many years ago as a stayer, sort of we were still relevant, but sort of in between, we, we didn't have a lot of real top line dogs that sort of kept us sort of in the, in the spotlight and um, I guess, uh, you know, in people's front of mind nationally. But dog, dog like Tommy really did that. And, and you're right, at the moment, I think um, we've got Vice Grip and, and Zarbell there, but 
Oh, there's a real up-and-comer by the name of Throttle, who was great in the All-Stars again. Uh, he, he ran a, a mighty race in the National Sprint Final. We're running fourth. He's a, a great dog. Um, but we've had a, a stack of other really nice ones in recent times. Not so much that have travelled, but a dog like Momentum uh, has been really good. Uh, Zach Manelli for Dave Hobby um, did some really good things when, when he travelled. Um, a flake Manelli looked like she was just about set to go across and do some cool things aiming up at the uh, Sale Cup of couple of years ago and um and then she came in season and she's been a mum and hasn't raced since but um yeah it's special for us when we get the real top liners and we're very proud of them when they hit the national stage yep and you know steve obviously made the the trip across with panama pepper as well and i guess you know COVID hasn't really helped um you know i think there's probably a lot of other dogs from over there that could have come over that you know just the logistics was just way too hard but hopefully now things have settled down a bit you know especially with things like you know melbourne cups million dollar chases etc your you know sprinters and stayers get that opportunity now to come over oh definitely yeah i think it's a it's real as opposed to some of the other codes it's one sport that um when travel is sort of freely happening it's pretty easy to sort of get your dog and jump on the plane and, and go and have a tilt at some of these different series that are on so um yeah fingers crossed that uh, the development continues with some of our younger dogs and we get to see plenty more wa dogs heading across for some of these features over the coming months and years how is um the popularity going over there because i mean every time i talk to somebody you know whether they're a trainer or a breeder from wa you know i always touch on the prize money and i don't think until I encourage people to have a look at the prize money, you know, just from normal races right up to sort of like the city races that you see over Saturday night, the prize money over there is phenomenal. It is, yeah. We're in a good space. There's no doubt about that, Dimity. I think um, uh, nobody really can complain over here at the prize money levels. It's The sport itself is really well run. Um, we have great publicity and promotion for the sport. From a wagering perspective, it's proving really popular. And, and look, I think some of it's due to the time slot. As you alluded to, while it is late-ish, a lot of people, uh, particularly on weekends and sort of um, later into the week, are, are looking for a betting option when you know, places like sort of Wentworth Park and Dapto on a, on a Thursday night and Sandown and the Meadows are finished. Um, we sort of pick up late in their programs and people yeah. that are out socially or at pubs with mates having a good time can sort of stick around and um, keep having a bet on the WA product. So, um, yeah, it's proven really popular from a betting perspective. I think uh, from an ownership perspective, we're trying lots of different things over here to get new owners involved in the sport. Um, and, yeah, I think the sport's um, ticking along really nicely. Kennington on a Saturday night is great when you've had a shocking day on the punt and you're just so desperate. I'm speaking from a personal view here. And you're just looking for anything to get yourself back in the black. I just love Kennington. <laughs> bit of a drill out, bit of a drill out on a Saturday night, Dimity. It can happen. No, you're not the only person to say that, funnily enough. And um, Northern's just started back up recently as well. It has, yeah. Look, Northern um, is um, a track that um, sort of races for around about eight months of the year when it's fit and running well. We've had a lot of problems with the track there over a pretty significant period of time, but it is great to see that uh, Northern's been back up and running. Obviously, the, it's limited over here. We only have the three racing venues with Cannington, yeah. Mandurah and Northern. So um, it's great for trainers just to have the option to change things up a little bit for their dogs and have uh, an alternative and uh, obviously a different lure system and different configuration. And it's not always 
the actual performances at Northern that we see the dogs fire up. But often it's dogs that after they've had a couple of runs there, get back to Cannington or Mandurah. And just with that little bit of a spark up and a different environment for them, they can really get going again at one of the other two venues. So that's certainly worth noting for punters that are sort of looking and seeing some of the Northern form. Um, even if they don't handle it and go really well there, watch out for them when they return back to Cannington or Mandurah. They can, uh, can generally fire up a bit. Yep. And from a lot of people as well, I've heard, um, you know, I hear everybody say, you know, people from particularly in Sydney and Melbourne, how good the facilities are, especially Mandra. I hear a lot of people, um, you know, praise the facilities at Mandra. So I think if anybody's sort of looking to go over there, um, you know, the facilities are pretty top notch as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah, Mandra on a, oh, obviously Thursday, Friday, they race Tuesday as well, but they've got a, a bunch of different race nights. But if you're coming across as a, uh, a traveller and you're looking to have a night out, Mandra Friday's great. Cannington Saturday and Wednesday are great. But Mandra Friday, it's a, it's been a track that's been there for a, a really significant period of time, but the food and beverage staff headed up by Alina Katana do a great job. The facility itself is excellent. Uh, they have a wonderful smorgasbord buffet. Views of the track are first class uh, and generally a really good card on a Friday night in particular as well. So yeah, if you're headed west and you're looking to sort of put your travel itinerary together, make sure uh, that you drop into Mandra on a Friday night. It's a great night out. Yeah, nice. I'll just start uh, text Dad and tell him to look after the cats for a few days and I'm coming over. <laughs> <laughs> way to go way to go <laughs> now shifting to a personal perspective yourself how long have you um been involved in greyhound racing and where did it all start for you oh gee it's uh goes back to when i was uh probably about nine or ten years of age so i've, I've sort of grown up uh, in racing my dad owned quite a few horses initially when i was a young fellow two of his great mates uh rod and, and gil starkey trained both paces and also thoroughbred so from a young age i was sort of down helping to feed the horses and, and love the animals themselves and then uh one of dad's uh, great mates rod starkey his son uh dean started training greyhounds when i was in my early teens um, and, and at that stage, um, the first greyhound that I met was uh, a, a greyhound by the name of um, George Steele, named after the, the wrestler George the Animal Steele. Oh, yeah. I lo I, yeah, I loved him. He was a beautiful dog and um, took to him straight away. And from there, um, on weekends, we'd go and help Dino out a little bit with his dogs. And Dad sort of bought a few, and um, uh, that's um, going back some sort of 35 years ago now. And, um, yeah, have been involved with the sport ever since. Fast forward sort of probably five or six years from there, um, I was helping out part-time hosting the punters club uh, on a Wednesday and Saturday night at Cannington. I did some prac for university at the Greyhounds and then um, sort of spent um, a year over doing a post-grad studies in America at Illinois State University, which oh, was great. Wow. I visited yeah, visited a stack of Greyhound tracks over there. Derby Lane in Florida was probably the, the favourite track that I visited while I was over in the States and um, had a great tour of the facility and um, was lucky enough to get to a bunch of different race tracks. I then spent a bit of time playing some cricket up in the north of England. Nice. Um, and, and, yeah, it was fun. And, and I got to sort of see a bunch of tracks up there as well. And so, yeah, that was a, a couple of years. Um, and then I finished my studies. And um, I was sort of thinking that I might get into sports management as a player agent sort of when I went to uni and did the course that I did. But Dave Simonetti got in contact when I uh, arrived back in Perth and said, look, I've be great if we could have you join our team out here at Greyhounds WA and so I uh, sort of started at the, the bottom level there with the guys working in the racing office and then sort of worked through to be um, the, the media manager when Dave left and then um, was at the club for quite a significant period of time. I love that. It was um, a great chance to 
been pretty hands-on with the running of a, a race track facility and um, when we had our carnival on we would have uh, a lot of the trainers from interstate come across and we'd always uh, make sure that we looked after them and make sure they had race night trials and the like for their dogs to get a feel for, for the track when the big carnivals and stuff were on um, and I've just met so many great people in Greyhound Racing, it's why I'm still involved to this day to be honest with you Dimity, it's, yeah. it's a sport that um, that's full of great people and um, I think um, the passion and love that the people show for their animals is really clear for all to see um, and that's what's kept me involved, I think, uh, over a really significant period of time, the great friendships that I've made with a lot of people within the sport uh, and the animals themselves. They are the stars of the show. I love them so very much. They are, they're absolutely beautiful, our canine friends, and um, they excite me greatly. And you know, sitting down doing an hours and hours of form each week, it's, <laughs> um, some people say it's a little bit tedious, and it can be at times, but when it comes race night and you get to see these dogs go out there and perform, and often uh, they show you exactly uh, week to week what they do um, you know that basically you've got a, uh, a mold of here's what their baseline is and most times they'll run you to their baseline it's just a matter of what the dogs around them are going to do yeah. so um, that's the real key from a form element and um, I just I love that I love the industry I love the sport and um, it's been a pleasure to be involved for you know more than 35 years now. In that 35 years, I know it's probably going to be hard to narrow down, but is there any sort of particular race or dog that you've seen, you know, whether it's, you know, you've watched it on TV or live, that's been over in WA that, you know, is just a special moment for yourself? Uh, definitely, yeah. I think Rapid Journey's the, a dog that springs to mind um, as probably the best pure race dog that I've, yeah. I've ever seen live. He was a phenomenal talent um and it was he was racing in an era of absolute champions as well it was uh that the top level was just littered with rock stars at the time and um funny story actually jane carruthers came across with rapid journey and uh we were across for uh, for the nationals um and was walking up the stairs towards the members with her and uh, as we were walking up the stairs um a bird um I dropped uh, dropped a, a little present on my shoulder, and uh, it was. Uh, oh, she turned to me and said, "Oh, David, I'm, there's no way I'm going to lose tonight. This is this is the best luck that you can have." And I said to her, "Jane." It might be good luck for you, but I don't think it's good luck for me. I'm going to have to go and uh, spend the next 20 minutes trying to get this suit sorted so yeah. that I don't look like an absolute clown for the rest of the night. So um, as it turned out, though, Rapid Journey came out from box number six. It was the brown rug back in those yeah, days. Yeah, yep, um, yep. Handed in, handed in a phenomenal performance to take out the feature final. And uh, he was a really special dog, Rapid Journey. Probably the best pure race dog I've ever seen. The best dog that I think I've ever seen, fastest anyways, probably uh, Brett Lee. I was across in Sydney and had a pretty significant wager on Brett Lee taking out the golden Easter egg yeah. um, that year. He came from box number eight in, in yeah. that final and uh, just speared out and it was um, was just raw speed. He was a phenomenal talent, Brett Lee, and they're probably a bit of a dead heat. I think Rapid Journey, the best pure race dog, he could come from almost anywhere to win and Brett Lee's probably the fastest dog I've ever seen. Those two dogs hold pretty special spots for me. That's um that golden Easter egg winner Brett Lee's. That's actually my favourite race of all time. He was he's my favourite dog of all time, and that's my favourite race because that was actually on my birthday. He won that, so I was just ball. I was thirteen, I think, just balling my eyes out. Yeah, it was um yeah. <laughs> I think I'd... it was a, it was an amazing crowd too. So yeah, you know, it was at a time phenomenal. Now, now yeah, we, we don't sort of get those sorts no. of level of crowds at the track anymore, and it's hard to explain to new people in that. Well, you know, it's, we still do have some big race nights, and particularly New South Wales in recent times, some of the 
regional crowds that we've seen for cup nights at some of the different venues has just been so refreshing to see these big crowds. Likewise in Melbourne when the, you know, the big races are on um, and the likes. But I think I just remember going back and walking into the bookies. And I, to be honest with you, I was well and truly on my way. We'd had a big day um, <laughs> earlier in the day. It was $8 million, $8 million day for memory. They had uh, eight of the feature races all on one day. We'd been to the races there, and, and the sort of icing on the cake was to was the year um, that Universal Prince won the Derby, and I'd had a pretty significant bet on him to at big big odds for him to win the Derby, and, and had a great result out of that. And so I was celebrating all day at the races, and then on to um, Wentworth Park that night for the Dogs, and uh, to see Brett Lee win was really really special. It'll go down as uh, one of my all time favourite days yeah. uh, of racing. You know, and I love all three codes of racing, Dimity. I, I've, I've just, as I said, I grew up with Dad being involved in the trots and the races, so um, all three codes are pretty dear to my heart. But um, yeah, the Greyhounds happens to have been the spot that I've sort of done most of my work over the last thirty odd years, and I've loved every moment of it. I put some. Um, I think I put uh, five dollars of birthday money I got on, or I didn't put it on. Just for anyone out there because I was under eighteen. Dad put it on for me, and he goes. Goes, mm, are you really sure you want to back this red hot favorite at five dollars but i didn't really care it was just exciting i'd still got the ticket somewhere actually it was the old tickets you used to have to ride on and chuck in the machine and yeah how times have changed <laughs> yeah it's very different but the thing that i really noticed too at that stage was um how strong the bookmaker ring was um i walked yeah. into wentworth park that night and there would have been probably close to 40 bookmakers the, yep. the atmosphere in the betting ring was something pretty unique and we did have bookies across here in WA probably um, from when I was betting you know we'd have maybe five or six there at a time at, at, as big as it would be but yeah to walk into a, a race meeting with you know, thousands of people and a massive betting ring uh, it's a moment that I'll always remember really fondly and a, a very special night. Yep. Now, Shifton, um, again, back to sort of modern day times. Um, I don't know, I'll probably get you to explain this better than me, but the, the recent announcement of the Trilogy series, which is obviously going to incorporate all three codes, but what um, what is the Greyhound Racing arm of it going to involve? Yeah, so obviously another really exciting exciting uh, initiative that, that has been um, brought out by Racing and Wagering Western Australia in regards to um, the Western Trilogy and to have the three big races on the same weekend something that's pretty special um, something that hasn't been done uh, over here in, in WA before and um, to have all three in the one weekend so the, the thoroughbred version is the Quokka that's um, $4 million in prize money that'll be held on Saturday the 15th of April at Ascot uh, on the Friday night the Harness Racing will have a race called the Nullarbor uh, they're racing for a million dollars and the Sand Groper is the, dub, is the, the Greyhound Racing version and $500,000 price purse Ooh. on Friday. Yeah, it's Bitcoin on yeah. Friday the 14th of April um, over the 520 metres at Cannington. Um, and look, something special, obviously a little bit different to um, some of the other um, slot races and the like around the place, but I guess quite similar in many regards to the Phoenix, just um, the fact that it's thrown in with a harness and also thoroughbred event on the same weekend is something that allows people to come across the WA, soak up all three codes on the same weekend, something a little bit different and, and make a bit of a, a holiday of it. So yep. um, love the concept of it and um, hopefully uh, it all sort of works really well. If, if all goes well, it'll be the 14th of April, um, something for us to really look forward to there next year. Nice. Well, that's my birthday, so I know what my birthday present's going to be, a trip to WA. <laughs> 
That'd be pretty nice. It'd be pretty nice. I'm sure we'd show you a good time over the activity. um, Look, it's it's something unique as well. For the first year, I'm sure there'll be an awful lot of interest in it. And um, it's sure sure to draw together an outstanding field. So um, first time ever is always a bit special. I think back to um, first ever running of a race like the shootout um, many, many years ago. And um, the first one that's ever run gen- generally is the one that sort of springs to mind when you think about some of these feature races. So um, something for us to really look forward to in the new year. So it'll just be open for people to um, to buy slots and then select which greyhound they want to go in the series on their behalf? Indeed, yeah. Yep. So that's uh, 100% how it works out. And uh, the application's closed tomorrow, 10 a.m., funnily enough. So, okay. um, yep, the chance for people to get involved there, they put up their money, and then uh, obviously um, you work out which dog that you'd like to, to represent you. Um, some of the people that are buying slots obviously will already have the dog in mind that they uh, that they want to represent them in that particular race. Others will obviously wait until we get a little bit closer and then uh, work out a deal with owners and trainers and uh, come up with a, a deal that's appropriate and uh, have the dog represent them uh, on the big night. No, beautiful, super exciting. That's, um, yeah, that's amazing prize money for, um, for people over there because, you know, again, mostly all the, you know, the massive prize money races over here means that guys have to travel, guys and girls have to travel. So the fact that there's sort of one now in their own backyard potentially, I think, um, yeah, is, uh, is a really good reward for all the people over there. Absolutely, yeah. And so, look, I think um, over here, obviously, we've got our Perth Cup and All-Stars and uh, Mandra Cup. We've got a few of the feature races, but um, it is nice to have another race worth pretty significant prize money that locals can certainly aim up at and have a live chance of being involved with. Yeah, nice. Um, And just lastly, I just wanted to ask you, um, you know, obviously, that's um, a little while away yet, but what um, what else have you guys got coming up over there sort of um, in the next few months or so people can look forward to? Yeah, look, I think um, that pretty pretty much every couple of weeks we've got a, a feature race of some yeah. note coming up Unreal. for the punters to get involved with, which is that's the best part about about it over here. There's different races over different distances for uh, for people to get involved with. I know around Christmas time we always have the Christmas gift and stay series as well, which is always um, drawn together some pretty smart types. Um, I think there's a, a number of WA dogs that will be heading to the East Coast over the next couple of months having a, a look at some of the feature races over there on the East Coast. So uh, you may well see a bit more of them over there, particularly in Melbourne, over the next couple of months with some of our top liners. But um, love it, love the way things are ticking over and hopefully more success for some WA dogs in the upcoming uh, months. Yeah, beautiful. Awesome. Well, that's um, all the questions I had. Is there anything else you wanted to add or chat about or...? No, I just think, um, you know, obviously, Dimity, you're pretty heavily involved over there in, in New South Wales, and um, I, I host a few podcasts and different shows through the week and speak to a lot of guys that are involved, um, Joe Lanuti, Harry Buchanan, obviously, um, Simon Orchard from The Dogs. Yep. Um, and each week when we speak, this um, seems to be a real great vibe about how New South Wales greyhound racing in general is going at the moment in regards to these different pop-up races and feature races that are that are on the card just from your perspective as a an industry participant how do you see things going over there at new south Wales? certainly from the outside looking in it appears to be as vibrant as the industry has been for many many years it's honestly for me hard to keep up with um all the news that's sort of breaking every day every day i get someone going oh do you hear about this or do you hear about this and you see a story come out and you go you know oh my god and just to think like you know i know this is um such a cliche thing to say but you know where we were what six years seven years ago now you know on the brink of extinction over here like i never 
never, ever could have imagined that we would be in this position where, you know, we've just started paying out fourth prize money. Um, you know, they've just announced a new city racing concept where city prize money is sort of going to be shared around different tracks and that sort of thing, like the million dollar races, like, you know, yeah, it, it is the old saying, but it has, it's never been a better time to get involved in Greyhound racing, um, you know, not just here. I mean, like we said before, the, the prize money opportunities and that, um, you know, in WA, if you've got a dog enough good enough to send over there and that, you know, you can obviously make some, um, you know, some real good coin and pick up, you know, group races and all that sort of thing. But yeah, I think, um, oh, the positives definitely outweigh the negatives now, whereas I think before it was sort of that, you know, people didn't have a, you know, there wasn't a lot of people that had a great opinion of the sport, but I think now the transparency and, you know, all these great media associations and podcasts and that sort of thing, sort of getting the inside word out there and showing people, you know, what the sport's all about, how we look after the dogs, how we rehome them, etc. I think it's just starting to change people's perceptions now, just into that positive mind frame, which is what we're looking for, obviously. Oh, so important. It's, it's important um, in so many regards that we get the good stories about our sport out there into the mainstream. And uh, like I said at the start of this interview, the reason why I got involved in, in the first instance is my love for the animal and um, seeing how much love there is from our trainers and owners towards their, their beautiful dogs. Yep. We just need to get as much of that out there and smother it. I don't care if we smother the, the social media world with these great <laughs> stories and, and showing how much love and affection there is for our animals and how proud we are of them because uh, it's important that people see it and there's people out there, everyone's entitled to their opinion and, and but there are people out there that have different opinions. It's important that, and they're making their feelings felt. It's important that as an industry, we get all of our positive feelings felt out there um, and keep it positive. All, all of the stuff that we do, really um, don't be shy. Be very proud of your dogs and, and you know, the love and, and care that you show for them and get it out there into the mainstream. Let people know how um, how much love there are for the, our beautiful canines. Yep. I think that's a good point because I know a lot of people sort of, um, you know, especially when the, the band announcement over here come out, a lot of people were sort of, you know, um, very reserved and I guess, you know, sort of scared to admit that they were involved in the sport just because of that backlash that happened but now you know people are just proud as punch they you know they don't want to hide it you know they're happy to wear people ask me all the time oh you know you're going to get some merchandise made up you know I want to wear um you know that I'm a proud greyhound trainer shirt around and all the rest of it and yeah no it's just changed so much for the better and hopefully you know we can just keep um you know not just New South Wales and WA all the states you know we can just keep pushing forward in the right direction. Yeah, 100% right. And I think nationally too, that's another really important series each and every year. It might not have the prestige of some of the other big races, but I love the Nationals. It's a race that's really deep in history and tradition and it's a chance for um, our entire industry to get together at the same time and work on things that we can get better at, keep pushing, promoting, um, and, and it's, it can't be understated just how important that national get-together is for so much of the industry each and every year. So that's another um, series that we really would love to continue to get around and, um, you know, really keep working on our relationships within Greyhound Racing from club to club and right around Australia so that we can all help each other out a bit. 